Hey, it is football time. It is also time for the weekend barbecue fantasy football show. We are going to be talking some barbecue and some fantasy football. Did a couple of uh, mock drafts, getting ready for my big draft on Wednesday. But for the draft, I got to have something to munch on to make sure that I don't mess it up and pick somebody or someone who's hurt or is still a free agent. So let's take a quick break and we will be back with the newest edition of the Weekend Barbecue Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back. And hey, I want to say thank you for everyone who listens, who puts this on your uh, subscription, follow list. I appreciate it. Uh, Tell your friends we are getting serious about barbecue and football, mainly fantasy football. There is all kinds of uh, ways to play, and there's all kinds of great barbecue to enjoy fantasy football and the NFL and collegiate. A lot of news in the college ranks also. But uh, to start off with my first league, uh, the Yahoo League, and it's going to be draft on Wednesday evening, or I guess uh, depends on your time zone. It's kind of an early evening here on the East Coast, but uh, it'll probably be a light, light meal. Uh, since it's just me and it's all on the the uh, computer and it'll probably go pretty fast uh, because it's one of those automated, not like in the good old days where we all actually gathered and had a good meal and, and went and wrote on the board who, who we wanted or peeled off the sticker and taped it in the place where, where we were drafting. But anyways, that's not how... A lot of teams do it now. Uh, a lot of leagues is all computer based, so that's the way it is. I can enjoy what I want, and here's what I think would be an absolute great, great meal for a fantasy draft. Now, it's going to last probably. Oh, 15, 16 rounds, depending on how many, how many positions and how many, uh, I guess, uh, bench places you get. With uh, the Yahoo, I think I've been drafting 15 guys or 15 spots, and there's some uh, like the the flex is a wide receiver, running back, and tight end, so it's gonna. It's going to go pretty fast, and guys uh, will probably probably uh, set their, I guess, automated and maybe not even show up. But I always like to to be there and watch and see, and just kind of think, uh, where am I going to go and who's going to go next? But uh, it's going to be light, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a. Pulled pork sandwich, something not heavy, something not real 
real, uh, I guess, to weigh, weigh down or weigh me down to not be able to sleep, but probably a pulled pork sandwich, probably marinated and the Caribbean jerk, and maybe inject some uh, pineapple and orange juice into the pork butt. And depending on how big it is, I will uh, smoke it, put it on the smoker for about an hour per pound at no more than 325, hopefully in the 275 to 300 range, depending upon the air and if it's if I'm able to get the airflow right uh, on uh, my smoker. So I will do the pulled pork. And the way that I do it is on the Kaiser buns toasted with uh, Irish butter uh, soaked, then put the buns on the uh, grill. Uh, the pulled pork with hot sauce, uh, coleslaw, and a nice pickle to top it off. That is the Weekend Barbecue Guru pulled pork sandwich. Uh, the hot sauce really makes it good. Really makes it good. So, we will have that. Really, the, the thing that uh, I've kind of grown really, really fond of is the uh, stuffed jalapeno peppers or poppers uh, with the uh, cream cheese and wrapped around with bacon. Or, you know, sometimes you can just go to the store and and you can buy the breaded and put it uh, in the uh, I guess deep fryer if you have one but smoking it on a with uh, the cream cheese wrapped in bacon and that smoke and that bacon and the way it all renders all in together it's hard to beat hard to beat and if you have listened for a while, you will know that one thing that I always have grown in on my deck is uh, my containers of pepper plants, whether they be Anaheim, whether they be, uh, say, the jalapeno varieties. You can see the bigger ones. And then you have this, like the smaller jalapenos, I guess the ones that uh, haven't been uh, genetically modified. But uh, anyways, uh, the Anaheims, uh, the uh, oh, jalapenos, I was going to say habaneros, but uh, some people think they're a little too hot. But you know if you put cheese uh, or dairy in with it, it kind of cuts that on the heat, and you can kind of adjust uh, that. But also the seeds and the inner skin is where a lot of that heat's located, especially in the, the jalapenos and such. It's been a while since I've grown uh, anything but those. The uh, habaneros, they went well, but uh, I had so many of them. And I was about the only one in my household that's really, I guess, would eat them all the time. 
but after a while, uh, they tend to be more in like a salsa. I've seen at the grocery store a, a uh, habanero type of salsa in with uh, the like mild and medium grade uh, tomato-based uh, salsas that you can get for chips and such. Uh, it's not really, I would say, hot, hot. It's been probably weakened just because of uh, the commercialability that these grocery stores don't want people complaining that it's too hot, even though it says hot on the lid before you buy it. But it's not as hot as if you was to grill one and then take a bite of it. It's not that hot. Trust me. But if you did do that, you could put some of the queso salsa, maybe numb it a little bit. But uh, that's that's another thing you can do. Anyways, the jalapeno popper or the Anaheim uh, popper, uh, habaneros, uh, cross that off your list. Those would be good to snack on. Uh, you can do the coleslaw on your sandwich or you can do it as a side dish and if you like baked beans that's another but I wouldn't I mean the, the brown sugar in a lot of those uh, baked beans are way kind of heavy it's just I would rather eat something lighter like maybe a salad or something tomatoes with uh, like a, oh some kind of a light vinaigrette type dressing over them make it a little bit more uh, not so, so heavy but uh, that's that's just me and to uh, maybe snack on maybe a little bit of uh, some uh, peaches and yogurt or maybe some blackberries blueberries whatever you is your preference one question that uh, always seems to always pop up is how how can you tell which uh, cut of meat should I pick uh, when I go to the store which what, what am I looking for in fact uh, if you're going to get a pork butt for uh, the pulled pork I would find one with a bone in that way the the marrow and all that uh, will really especially when you pull it from the smoker and put into the, the oven after you've double wrapped it and let it render down that will really add to the flavor and it'll be just I mean especially that that meat that's around that bone area when all that uh, I guess tendons and and things ligaments and stuff's all rendered out and it's real real but that's going to be real tender and it's going to be real juicy and when you put the orange juice or the apple juice or whatever in it's really going to uh, accentuate it so you're not going to be able to see the whole side or the see the whole cut because uh, there is probably going to be a lot of uh, fat on the top of it that they keep on there just to keep the weight for the price so you're probably going to have to plan on 
trimming a lot of that off unless you like that. I usually trim trim it down to where when it renders down, it's basically a thin layer of fat or it's gone because people actually want to eat the, the meat and have the rendering of the, uh, that, that fatty material into the meat. That's why whenever I put it in the smoker, it's always the fat on top, so a little like drained down within. Also, you look at ribs, you want a nice speckling of, uh, of fat through the, through the meat. You can kind of look at it, it just looks like white speckles. Same thing with brisket. You may have to trim a little bit of that on the other side, which you can't see. And you also, on uh, ribs, you have to cut the silver skin, take that off, because that's the tough part, the chewy, chewy part that uh, kind of uh, ruins uh, your presentation of your ribs. You want to get rid of that first. Uh, then briskets, you may have to trim. And the thing about the brisket is, make sure you see how the grain is of the meat how it goes so when you slice it you're not going to it's not going to end up looking like uh, roast you want to look like sliced so you cut so that you're getting strips instead of chunks coming off so that's one of the little things to look for uh, with uh, the pork you want to do kind of the fruit or a Caribbean jerk style, but you want to inject, especially if it's thick, you want to inject some kind of juice to help render it and flavor on the inside. Uh, with the brisket, you're going to get burn ends. That's what you want uh, on the end. So it's going to be probably uh, thick on one side and it's going to taper down to the, I guess, to the other side. And, I mean, nothing's going to be completely, perfectly symmetrical around or uh, all the way. Now, St. Louis-style ribs are pretty close. They are pretty close to being the same. That's what I generally pick up uh, when I go to do ribs or uh, spare ribs. I don't ever do baby backs because uh, it seems like there's a lot more meat on the uh, spare ribs and baby back, but... The uh, the St. Louis style is to me is easier to especially if you're going to do like a family deal. It's easier to to do those and just cut them up as you normally would. And that's just my preference. Also, as I was thinking, you may do a banana pudding. I haven't done that in a while, and that's my secret recipe. And everyone who who uh, Taste it. Says it's the best they've ever had. The more I think about it, I think the banana pudding would be a, a good thing to have for the draft. So I will do that. And uh, the pulled pork sandwiches, the poppers, and maybe a little bit of a coleslaw on the side too. Or a salad, probably a salad, tomato salad, uh, some spinach, uh, maybe some lettuce, but uh, a light vinaigrette. Uh, that sounds uh, 
Sounds pretty good. Light. Something for a five o'clock draft. So, sounds pretty good. Now, speaking of drafts, I've done two mock drafts because I have that one coming up Wednesday, as you know. So, I did the first draft, and I was the very first guy to pick. And I chose Justin Jefferson, first all, first overall, and then I didn't get to pick again until the last pick of round two and the first pick of round three, and then had to wait that many more picks. So here's let me tell you who, who, who I got in each round. Justin Jefferson, round one. Josh Jacobs, running back, round two. Jalen Hurts, quarterback. George Kittle, tight end. T. Higgins, wide receiver. Jamal Williams, running back. Uh, Drake London, Atlanta, wide receiver. Justin Tucker, my kicker. The Steelers, uh, my defense. Kirk Cousins, two. I saw he was available, and I thought, I think I'm going to grab him so when Hertz is on his bye, I can put him and Jefferson in and get double points for the same touchdown. Uh, Alvin Kamara was there, and I was thinking, you know, he's suspended, but I think I could use him. I could sit on him and put him in at my uh, flex. Alan Lazard, who's going to be catching passes from the his quarterback in, in uh, Green Bay, now the Jets, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Adam Thielen is gone to Carolina as my other wide receiver and my backup kicker, Jason Myers in Kansas City. So after my two starting guys, kickers and defense, have their buys done, I can use those two to get uh, maybe some late bloomers, some rookies who are really, really uh, – starting to come on during the season. Now, some interesting picks for uh, this one, this draft. I would have thought that uh, that uh, Patrick Mahomes would uh, go in the first round because he puts up so many yards and has so many touchdown passes. But, you know, he went fourth pick in round two. I thought, uh, huh. If I'd have known that, I'd have taken him first. And I could have, could have, I wouldn't have got uh, the tight end, Kelsey, because he went in the first rounds. But I could have got probably somebody else. Uh, he was the first quarterback taken there in round two. I took Jalen Hurts in round three because I saw that and I thought, well, I want to get me a runner passer. And I got. Jalen Hurts and then there was this seems like a just a ton of running backs and receivers that got taken they just went off the board then after I took Jalen Hurts the next quarterback taken looks like was Josh Allen uh, as the ninth pick of the third round so those three quarterbacks I mean, if you're if they're not high on your list, or even if they are, you could probably get them in round two. Uh, it depends on where what number you're at.
All right, looking over to my second mock draft, I was drafting in the 10th position, a very far cry from the, the mock draft one. And lo and behold, if Justin Jefferson was not the first pick in this one, which I had in the first one and the second one, he gets taken. McCaffrey gets taken again. And Chase, Eckler, and then Bijan Robinson gets taken. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey gets taken, the tight end for the Chiefs, who is a stud. He's taken in seventh pick, and then Saquon Barkley, and then Cooper Cup gets picked. And I'm thinking, you know, he's he was hurt last year, and he's hurt in training camp this year. I think I might wait on him, but he was taken before I picked in the number two. 10 and I took Nick Chubb followed by CeeDee Lamb and then the second round came and gone and after I picked wide receiver it went running back wide receiver running back running back wide receiver running back wide receiver running back running back round three running back then Jalen Hurts quarterback then Patrick Mahomes quarterback wide receiver Running back, wide receiver, quarterback, Josh Allen. Wide receiver, running back. And then I took George Kittle and then DK Metcalf. So that is telling me to take, probably select who you want, who you really, really want as a running back. And as a wide receiver, because you're only going to get probably, unless you're in the middle, you're only going to probably get one of uh, from each category that you really, really want. So strategize, strategize, make strategy plans, uh, organize yourself, whatever you want to use to describe your process, target them and get them because it looks like unless you have the first pick you're not getting Jefferson and you're not getting Eckler unless you're in the top three and you're not getting uh, Christian McCaffrey unless you're in the top three so if that's not your draft spot you are going to have to uh, figure out who you can't live without and then go after them but if they get picked, you better have somebody ready to go. I'm surprised the quarterbacks have dropped so much. But, I mean, hey, it's a whole different league fantasy draft because I remember uh, the big battle back when I first started doing this was way back when was like Brett Favre, uh, Steve Young, guys like that, Joe Montana, uh, Warren Moon, guys like that. Uh, the, the big old guys that threw the ball down the field. Uh, they still have guys that throw down the field, but the receivers and the running backs are the ones people are taking. Running backs because it doesn't seem like it's quite as deep as the wide receivers, but as far as the elite ones, uh, it's, it's not a very deep, deep uh, group. Now, if you go to... My blog site, uh, Fantasy Football, and then the number four 
gurus.com it will take you to my my uh, blog uh, website blog site however you want to say it and I'm kind of chronicling uh, my picks I'm kind of chronicling uh, who to pick uh, the guys the numbers to look for when you're making your selection these are the guys you're looking at this is you know say what an average guy will do in the NFL that he did in Latin in 22 may end up doing it in 23 you got to look to see who uh, has a weak schedule who has a good offensive line and I, I talk about a lot of that stuff in that blog so that's a good resource for your upcoming draft working on the uh, blog website there to expand give you some uh, barbecue uh, recipes some barbecue ideas uh, suggestions uh, things of that nature also blended in with uh, the fantasy football and the sports yet to come so that's a site uh, website in the works uh, it's going to be probably a long process ordeal to get it to where I want it and then we will fully fully launch but we may do it a little bit at a time but uh, hey once again thank you for uh, listening thank you for uh, subscribing thank you for uh, putting me into your uh, listening uh, your day of listening appreciate it and hey Thank you, uh, all you weekend barbecue guru guys out there playing fantasy football. Hey, this is uh, this is uh, fun. This is the uh, best way to enjoy sports. Can't think of anything better than barbecue and sports, especially football, especially when uh, the fall comes and it gets cool, cold in the winter, uh, playoff time. So. Uh, Plenty of recipes, plenty of barbecue, plenty of football to come. So I will talk to you guys again soon. And in the meanwhile, check out that blog site. That's fantasy football, the number four gurus.com, and it will take you right to it. Hey, thanks again, and I'll catch you again soon.